We'll check it out, y'all. We got what you need. We're all living in apartments, condos, vans. Well, dude, even you can have a studio. A studio in a box. Yes, we can help you with that right here at Blind Knowledge. We work on your budget, and we figure out your measurements. We'll get you the best sound for the best price. Let me know, 877-237-1143 or at blindknowledge.com. Yep. Welcome back to Maniacal Music Musings. I'm your host, Jeremy, as always. And tonight, I'm getting out my teenage angst. Yeah, God help you all. Those dark college years where I didn't know if I can get out alive on my own. I know I was a fool, but it felt just like nails for breakfast and tacks for snacks every day over and over. It was a riot, but it's all over now. I'm just glad I learned... Lying is the most fun a girl can have on her back. That was the best part of college. Just tell, telling you. Best part of dorm life. My co-host, however, mm, with his with his bruised, pristine plans of a commissado on the Nancy boys, he rotates his crucifix at 36 degrees and says, let it die. He likes to sing London Beckon songs about money written by machines, and to him, it's always time to dance. Chancy motherfucking grave. Hi. That's right, folks. That's right. Your muses are back once again. And, you know, we've dealt with a lot of bastards on this show in the past. What, what can I say? What can I say? But we have brought forth today a guest we are so proud to finally have. The newest bastard. The most beautiful bastard. Miss Jess Bubbles herself, the senator of bastardism. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a note from Chansey over here. <laughs> Chansey, I got a new co-host. Fucking, that's all right. I need a support group anyway. She'll fucking be bald by episode 10 after your fucking horrific lack of taste. Oh, you lying motherfucker! <laughs> she would love my music, and I—no, oh, I didn't. Go, I didn't go bad on her today. I didn't go bad on her today. I'll say that much. But we welcome Bubbles to the show. You really did. No, I didn't really. I did. I could have gone so much fucking darker and worse, so much, mm. but I didn't. I mean, she wants to go. Uh, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. No worries. <laughs> no worries here. But speaking of that, although. Miss Bubbles, what CD did you bring to us today, and what, and why in the fuck did you bring it to us? <laughs> um, so I actually brought the Panic at the Disco, a Fever You Can't Sweat Out. Touch, I'm a red, a better kiss, hotter touch, a better fuck than any boy you'll ever meet, sweetie. You had me. It look past the sweat, a better love deserving of exchanging body heat in the passenger 
seat No, 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 you know It will always just be me Let's get these T-Hearts beating Faster, faster So disaster of boys And all the great girls Will you dance to this beat at um, And the reason that I had brought it I feel like that was really where my musical individuality started to come out. Um, so I grew up in a very, very small town. Like my graduating class was only 11 people, kind of small town. Jesus. Uh, uh, Jancy too? Look at us, us small town kids, uh, just living in the lonely world. But, you know, of course that's not, you know, the albums that we picked. But... <laughs> um, I would have to so and this was also the first CD that anybody has ever burnt for me as well. So like I didn't even have like a CD that I had bought. Somebody had burned a CD <laughs> for me. Um and so that's kind of it was kind of nostalgic is uh is more so why I picked this album. Well Yeah, I mean, well, okay, one this album, I already, I already kind of know some things about you from back then, but this album kind of paints a bigger picture for me of you back then. I will say that, and I'm not gonna lie, that picture does amuse me and arouse me to some degree. But, <laughs> uh, but I mean, I only ever knew one song that I could definitively say was "Pack at the Disco," and that one song was on the CD, and I still don't like it. But I. I gave this whole album a shot yesterday. I didn't want to drive with my car when actually no, it was this morning on the way to work. And I didn't want to drive my car when it was down, even to smoke a cigarette, because I was just like, anybody here's gonna listen to this fucking shit. I'm gonna be ragged on for the end of time. I'm gonna be called a Nancy boy, an emo, a fag, all that shit. So it's just like this is the stuff my brother would listen to in high school, and I used to brag the shit out of him, like, raise your hand if your brother's a homo. Like constantly that type of shit. Like like if, if you bring this C to a fucking playground, you might get arrested. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But I uh, I I pick the disco I cannot fucking do. Like I the only thing I can really say I appreciate theirs is their guitar isn't bad sometimes. Their guitar isn't bad, especially on some of their heavier songs. The guitar is not horrible, but the whole fucking like violin, like they're done, they're done, they're done. It's like Fucking Christ, what are we, five-year-olds playing in fucking music room? Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, but. I don't know. Like, me personally, I absolutely, I love everything about Brendan Urie. I think he is so handsome. I love his voice. Um, I actually, I do love his musical development as well. So just kind of seeing where he had started to, like, even the newer music where he's a little bit more pop rather than the alternative. Um, or that uh, the emo. I don't. I don't know what to really classify this CD as, as far as uh, genre. But I think Chauncey gave a good name to it. The uh, bubblegum, bubblegum goth. Bubblegum goth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I feel fitting. I mean, as sure as I am that many uh, bubbles were popped to this CD, I am sure. I am sure. But. Which I, that's actually what I was going to ask. Did the guy who burned you the CD get to pop the bubble because of it? So, I mean. <laughs> actually, it was so a that, girl that burned the CD, so. Even more intrigued for the same question. <laughs> but, 
Uh, I, mean, I don't know. Uh, being the being the center of what was it, Bubblonia? I don't know if I am inclined to answer that. Bubblonia is a free country with free love, but okay. well, that's when definitely you, some free love. So that's when that's when you go with the can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> it's an Senator, excellent you, question. Let's circle back to it. Like <laughs> that, no, oh. that's when you just that's when you say the senator pleads a fifth, but. That's worse. That's the worst thing you can ever do is plead the fifth. That's basically saying, yes, if you can neither confirm nor deny, you can neither confirm nor deny. Or I don't have those numbers for you right now, sir. Uh, what we can do is my people can get around to it and we can present that to you in a timely fashion. <laughs> I mean, but Panic of the Disco, I just, I cannot get into this band. Like, I tried to like them today. I really tried. It just did not happen. I'm just like some of their stuff, I mean, listening to some of it once, I didn't mind. I will never play this fucking CD again. If the air comes onto my car by some random accident, I might throw my phone out the window. I'm just saying, but because that's some devil possession right there from that fucking horrible music. I mean, it's some pretty devil in pink that wants to be tough, but he's just an emo bitch. But that's that's all it's that's all happened. The CD plays again. So, Chancy, what did you think of Panic Disco? I just want to stop and take a moment and allow the uh the senator from Babylonia to recognize the fact that this is exactly what i mean when i say i need a fucking support group for the utter lack of taste that this fucking timu fucking alakazam fucking nickel fucking coney island fortune telling fucking fucking wish big machine looking motherfucker over here like for real though listen circus boy listen yeah, circus, not carny. Fucking, you know, Malachi, we're cool and shit, but you know what it is. <laughs> fucking, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly gonna say, Panic at the Disco is not necessarily my bag of tea. I really did enjoy it though. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought that I would because when it first came out, I mean, I was this came out in '06, and I was like, what is it? like 16 years old or something like that no no i was older than that i was, I was, say, I, I was, like, I was 21 <laughs> i was i was 21 i was a freshman in high school like yeah i was, I was baby well if i if you were yeah, if you were a freshman in high school yeah so i was like 20 21 sorry yeah i was 21 when this came out and i hated this and hawthorne heights and bullet from my valentine I hated all that bubblegum goss shit that came out on that fucking bullshit record label. And like, but at the time it was more so because I had worked through all my angsty trauma and all that extra stuff. And with all the stuff, like with all the music that I listened to coming up, getting the music fed to me from the elder goths, but like listening to it for the show, I actually enjoyed, you know, given it a once over i mean will it be something that i'll actively seek out no but it will it be something that i immediately change if it comes on the radio like at the yes. jukebox or whatever yes. absolutely absolutely not because i'd be fucking, fucking fond over there punching the juice box jukebox if this shit came on just like you know there's so many like the the names of the songs and the styling of how it's put together 
I I enjoyed it both as a person who's I'm not like I don't fancy myself as a musician. I tinker with a guitar, you know, but like, and I used to be in choir when I was for like ten years. But like those things, like some of the stuff he does with his voice on those tracks is rather is rather impressive. But again, like I said, it's just kind of not my bag personally, but. I fucking can definitely say that I head and shoulders, fucking knees and toes above fucking the alternative that we have here. You are out of your goddamn living mind, sir. Oh, dude, I think I'm, I think actually, I think the diesel engine's kind of kicked up. So when it's your turn, I think we all better hunker down for the Oppenheimer, the fucking, like we're talking Trinity test explosion that's fucking fixing to go down on this motherfucker. Like, I'm probably going to accidentally wake up some children and they're sleeping and shit from, like, three blocks over. Well, Kermit, come the fuck down and keep sipping your tea over there. But... Right now, no, you ain't. <laughs> oh, your woman told you no! Shorty! Oh, I, I'm being read the riot act, but you know what? It's going to happen. <laughs> That's illegal in some states, sir. But What, well, read the riot act? No, it's going to happen one way or another. If he wakes up my sleeping child that I just put to sleep, some serious stuff might go down. Oh, Chancy, you, you know if you wake, she wakes up to violence every day. You know that. I think it's a good Hi, thing the there's a mute option and a stop the camera option. No, I'm probably going to want to document that for the future, you know. <laughs> oh, show us... No- show, Show us on the doll where she touched you. <laughs> oh, trust me. Trust me. There'll be no time for him to do shit by the time she tackled him. She, he wouldn't even see it coming. She's like a fucking cat when she pounds it. So, fuck. Chance to bring up and, the paddle like, I'm warning you. And I'm she, warning you. She's, she's got tiny little hands like stones. <laughs> they work good for Chance's prostate exams, but not so much for punching. But... Yeah, I well, okay then. <laughs> Bubbles, what were your top five off this so-called album you brought? Okay, do I list them like one through five? Five to one. Five, five, five to one. one. So, okay, so my number five, I would say, was the uh, I rate sins, not tragedies. Um, just because, like, that one is like the iconic. Panic at the Disco song. Like when somebody says Panic at the Disco, I feel like that is the first thing that comes to anybody's head. Um, I mean, the first thing that goes to my head when someone says Panic at the Disco is white bands and puppies, but okay. <laughs> and then uh, my number four is uh, Build God and Then We'll Talk. Um, I don't know why I have Not- that as number four, but... Not gonna, not gonna lie, that one's not. It's, it didn't make my list, but that one's not home. It's not. <laughs> I don't. I feel like I like that one. Uh, just kind of like for the end of it, the uh, like homage to uh, the sound of music. I really like that. I'm. I don't know if anybody knows this, but I just so happen to really enjoy musicals. Like I. <sighs> I definitely, I love what, I think my favorite would be Chicago, but that's for another day. Um, 
Oh, actually, Chance doesn't know this yet, but in the new year, we're going to be doing a uh, musical soundtracks uh, episode. I'm invited to that because, like I said, it, uh, it's a it's a, reg- it's a regular episode. It's I mean, we got to rebastard the musicals episode on bastards at some point. It'll probably be three years down the road, but we got to do it. <laughs> that would be great. And then if my sister could get in on that too, Andy. Um, mm, Andy's always welcome. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so my number three is it's better if you do. I just, I personally, I really just kind of like the way that song starts. I can get down with it and it makes, it's a weird thing to bring me like joy, but it kind of was one of those, like that teen angsty feeling like, oh my God, somebody understands like what I feel. Um, My number two is lying I, is the... I think everybody understands it's better if you do it, but come on now. <laughs> Sometimes I just don't want to be the one to do it, though. Like, I want somebody else to be the, the doer. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> Superman run scene. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, my number two is lying is the most fun a girl can have without taking her clothes off. Um, I absolutely, I don't know. I think I loved the music video to this more than I actually loved the song. Cause the music video was so weird. Um, like they had like fish tanks for head or like on their heads and it was it was just so it was so odd but it like it, it captured all of my attention well, um, on this show on this show we call that what happens after you have don vito's brownies <laughs> right Jenny? Act, act, actual factual actual factual Are they special brownies? Is that what we're talking about here? Oh, they are extremely special. <laughs> they they are uh, be they are there's they're so short bus that it basically drives in reverse. Oh, I had a like, cookie like that once. I took like maybe like a bite like this this thing like it was it was a little itty bitty bite. And uh, went to work. And I got lost standing in line for like, it felt like three hours, but I'm pretty sure it was only like five minutes. And like my bestest buddy at work came up to me and he's like, hey, Jess, you good? And he knew, he knew because he participated. (laughs) No, Chanty's right. Vito's brownies are just like when the bus drives by Q's house and has to back up a little bit. <laughs> like, it, well, the problem is that I, uh, it doesn't process normal for me. So, like, I have to eat a lot. So they have to be, like, really potent. And. It's 
It's uh, it's gotten pretty interesting. <laughs> now I feel like I need to try. Like, I feel like I need a sample. <laughs> mm. Yes, it's, it's something I to do this one of these days is to get out to those cornfields and run along with those world famous tacos. Yes, those world famous tacos. But well, what was your number one song? But we'll still wait to hear that. I hear that. Uh, that's okay. Uh, my number one is "There's a Good Reason These Tables Are Numbered, Honey." You just haven't thought of it yet. Yeah, some of these are like, what the? Some of these songs are just like, what the fuck? What's going on, Nikki? Hi, Nikki. Thank you for watching. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? Oh, I agree with words, Don Vito. <laughs> Dude, man, he's just—he he don't even—he don't even know. Actually, he does know, but he's—he's he's just talking shit. Mid, you're fucking mid. You better go up there. You better stay up there and your little rap, sir. His big, his big ass cocoon, but uh, no, nah, he had surgery a couple days ago. Uh, he finding that, finding that gender change, eh, Vito? but no, but uh, anyway, well, I actually had one honorable mention for your CD, which is more than I can say for somebody else's CD, but and apparently it hurts to laugh, Vito says, but <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I can imagine that it would. And apparently Nick goes, Nikki, uh, Nikki says she has a raining taco song stuck in her head now. Raining tacos from a guacamole sky. Pico de horror. That was college. That's all I'm saying. But crunch, crunchy shell tacos. Now I shall raid tacos. Sorry, I thought I—I I don't even know if that's an actual thing. I just thought about Slayers raining blood and then tacos. <laughs> it fits. Me. It fits. I feel like that should be—that's going to be a new bop for me. <laughs> Users originals coming out soon, but yeah, we could hope. But uh, dude, yeah, I, I, I mean, it—it it wouldn't be the first time I wrote a parody song to like a song. I wrote a parody song to No Doubts. I'm just a girl. Back like fucking, of course, like fifteen years ago or whatever it was. Did you change it to now? Did you change it to I'm just a chancy? No, it was, I'm just a boy. Mm. Well, I, th I think the chorus was like something. It was so, it was just so dumb and so bad. It was like, uh, I'm just a boy. You better watch out for me. I'll knock you up and then I'll bail at first sight. I'm just a boy. Uh, what is it? You better take a good look at me. Cause I get to go out all late at night. Whoa, uh, expletive! Just get me some more beer. Like it was just such. It was a trashy. It was just so trashy. Like specifically trashy. Like it was. It was bad. It, it was all. It was good, but it was bad at the same time. I don't know. I feel like sometimes I like those trashy songs, though. Those ones that you listen to, and you're like, I know that this is trash, but you just can't like not listen to it just because it it hits. Well, getting right. back to see you were getting back to see you were talking about, which actually fits that description perfectly. Um, my honorable mention for it was London Beckham songs about money written by machines, because that wordplay in the title, the, the wordplay of the title is fucking actually pretty genius. I like the wordplay. 
That's something that's like something I do for my podcast titles. But I mean that I don't know. I just that song stuck. I don't know why. I maybe I put it on the list because I was scared at that point I was gonna have enough for five, but I don't know. Number five was number five was Cami Sato because it got a little heavy and it was fucking awesome. So number four was there's a good reason there are ta- these tables are new numbered, honey. You just haven't thought of it yet, which I I don't know. Just the lyrics in that one kind of hit me. But number three was time to dance because the fucking flow in that shit was actually right on point. Like I that's actually one song that came on while I was drunk somewhere. I wouldn't be like turning it off. But number two was Nails for Breakfast, Tax for Snacks, because it reminds me of a Lordy song called Babes for Breakfast, Bitches for Lunch. So, I mean, th- just the way they, na- just the way that song, the title of that song looked, reminded me of it so fucking hard, and like, yeah, that song reminded me of it a little bit, not too much, but. And of course, number one, shout out hugely to Kendra Beltran for this one. Number one is lying is the most fun a girl could have with, with her clothes on. And I mean, it, because we, that was on our sex song bracket back in February. Because Kendra's that was one of Kendra's entrance into the. It was all boy band songs mainly with her, but uh, but that was one of the entrance into it. And I even like sh- sh- shouted out to him like, "Hey, your your freaking album you love is on today's episode. Check it out." But yeah, I, that song is kind of fun. I I fucking hate the song that everybody knows this album. I fucking hate it. Like. Uh, just the way it opens, the way it fucking, the way he sings it just makes it pisses me off. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, who gives a shit what you think? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, and every time I saw the video, I wanted to punch him in the face. I don't know why. But, and maybe it's because he reminded me of all the emo bitches I knew in high school. But, uh, but the fact that so many guys got laid to these fucking songs kind of depresses me a long way. But Chancey, what were your top five? Well, technically I had uh, you could say technically there were three honorable mentions, but they I only put them down as two. So uh, for me, number seven was the only difference between martyrdom and unalive is press coverage. And then number six is the intro and the intermission together. Jesus Christ. Uh, anyway, number five. Anyway. Number number five was Bill God. Then we'll talk. Uh, number four was London Beckon songs about money written by machines. Uh, number three was nails for breakfast, tax for snacks. Uh, number two was lying is the most fun a girl can have without taking her clothes off. And because I hadn't actually really heard much of this song, I Write Sins, Not Tragedies was, it didn't have that same effect as it did on everybody else. So it made my number one just because of the fact that like, it was almost basically like hearing it for the first time. But uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was my top seven slash eight for, for this uh, specific album. Oh, Jesus Christ, Jansy. I mean, how, how have you not heard that fu- fucking song, dude? That's all I heard in college when they were playing fucking MTVU on the freaking uh, cafeteria TV. It's because the whole time I was like, you know, learning, I was just deep diving in my own musical abyss as well as 
trying to teach myself how to play guitar and then avoiding songs and albums and bands like this, like the fucking plague. Oh, I so it was, it, it was really easy to avoid because they didn't play this shit on fucking, uh, uh, that dish net, the, the serious XM fucking heavy metal channel. So, for a good cause, but I mean, I mean, music like this was hard to avoid because if you're in college and you're about to get fucking dick sucked and the girl puts this song on, you're just like, ah, I'm zippering down. <laughs> like, it's just, ah, oh, fuck me. Literally, that's what it's like, but shit. Well, now that that that's, uh, ri- that's why that's why you throw on the alphabet aerobics and then see who fucking you know taps out first. I never heard that till you, Shanty. So artificial amateurs aren't at all amazing analytically. I saw animate things. <laughs> I love that shit, dude. I, it will be a goal of mine to learn that from A to Z in its entirety, one hundred fucking percent, all the way through. Okay, so I have a question. Who started that? Because the first time I saw it was... Was Daniel Ratcliffe. Yeah. Yeah. So the name of the... It's called Black Alicious was the name of the group. And the art, the rapper artist himself was... Uh, his He was called The Gift of Gab. He died of kidney failure a little while back. I don't remember how far ago. But literally, it's just like Daniel Radcliffe did it. Except for... Uh, I'm pretty sure they came up with a different word for the n-word when it came through because it runs through on the on the original rap but like yeah it's literally it starts off you know it's just that basic artificial amateurs aren't it all amazing analytically i saw animate things i don't remember the b part <laughs> and then it just like scales it scales up faster and faster and faster yeah it's it's, it's an interesting song, I'm fucking sure. Everybody was like, why is this on a sex song bracket? But Well, because, I mean, if you think about it, like, in the context of the reasoning for how, like, in the, the top, like, the choice, the topics of the discussion, if you, I mean, inherently, you got to stop and think about it. Like, that's going to be an interesting, uh, that's going to be an interesting dynamic. Because, I mean... It's kind of like a win-win, really. Like, unless unless you're one of them super sensitive folks that likes to be, you know, slowly swooned. Slowly swooned. That's when you put on some Michael Bolt. But that's when you put on some Michael Bolt, motherfuckers. But that means now that we uh, dug that grave and threw the album in it and put the six feet of freaking dirt back in, and we're never going to bury that again, and unless there's a zombie apocalypse, and we're going to get the shotgun and shoot that fucking out a couple times. But I think it's time now to move on to. You see, I know Bubbles well at this point, and when she brought on this CD, I was just like, "What the fuck am I going to do to this CD?" Ah, I was like lost for options. I mean, none of the other bands that people like this band listen to have ever even came by my fucking desk. So I'm like, no. Now, what the fuck am I going to do for this? And I'm like, all right, you know what? Teenage angst. This is teenage angst. Fuck it. I'm going with my teenage college angst fucking CD that I used to drink to every fucking night of my life in college. And the last of my dorm room was like, well, other stuff too. But but yeah, I decided to bring, to me, was one of the 
best mid two thousands rock CDs out there, except for one song at the end. But I brought Three Days Grace One X. So get Which is literally the only good CD they ever did, but and, and okay, I'll, I'll give them the one song on the first CD that everybody loves, but that song's fucking amazing. But but this CD all together, I don't even remember how I heard about it. I think one of my friends in college like just gave it to me, put it on my car when we were going somewhere one day, and and I was like, ah, this is I could do this, I could do this. It's punky emo-y almost, but I'm it's not that far into the fucking genre that I'm gonna fucking get shit for this and. It was popular as fuck in 2007 when I was in college. Like it was popular as fuck this CD. And plus, I'm pretty sure uh, I'm pretty sure the one song was a um, pay-per-view theme for WWE at that point. Because that's also where I think I heard the one song too. So, but so yeah, I, I had to go three days grace because there's nothing else I have that anything else I wanted to bring to this would have scared the shit out of Bubbles and she would have been like hiding in the corner with a crucifix like, save me, save me! I don't know. I feel like I have a very like wide net when it comes to music. Um, so you probably would have been surprised. Chancy, would she have been, would I have been surprised or would she have been surprised? Uh, well, I mean... Since I don't, I don't really know the senator from Babylonia very well. Um, I can't really answer that question because. But you know my music taste. I understand your music taste, but your music taste, in contrast to what her fucking you know, regions of the limitations of the regions of her experience, you know, go to. I mean, for all for all intents and purposes, it could just be unless you're headbanging with black goats in a fucking blood circle. A lot of my music will freak you out. I don't know. I don't know. I I feel like one of these days you're going to have to try me and we will see. I don't do I even need to to say anything to that? Do I even need to say anything? I've never heard it. Doesn't mean I can't listen and appreciate. For your return on Sunday, I I will go pull out no holes barred. Fucking take the take the cock ring off and let's go. (laughs) I will. uh, If that's the case, then I will pull my nuclear option and just fucking annihilate both of you. (laughs) But Miss Bubbles, what did you think of Three Days Grace? Okay, like I feel like we already know that my bubbly bubblegum self likes this album. Like I feel like that should have already been a known thing. Uh <laughs> that's why I picked it. I'm like, I'm like, it's a CD I can bring. I think she actually probably has a history with it some point. Yeah, yeah. No, so again, this is uh this is still in my high school years when this uh music came out. You know, when we've got LimeWire, we're just, you know, giving our computers herpes and shit. Uh just to download different our reasons. music. Different different reasons over here, but yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So I actually I I do like this album personally. Um, 
My number five on this. Wait, wait, wait. Don't, don't, don't pull a Freddy. We don't have the insurance for that. Um, yeah. No, uh, top five from after fucking all the reviews because we still gotta let somebody go on his fucking review and I might have to mute him if he gets too outrageous, but uh, unleash the Kraken! This could be a fake out, I think, though. There have yet to have been words articulated that can encapsulate the amount of disgust and fucking utter hatred that I have for this band, for this album. Literally fucking every time we lose a good, every time we lose an artist, I'm always like, can't we just get somebody from three days grace and then get them back? Like, can I, I'd like to trade Eddie Van Halen for two of those guys, please. Um, also fucking, you literally picked the album where four fifths of my list, which I picked by how much I hated, by the way, it wasn't my top five of what I liked. It was literally the five songs that I fucking hated the most. And it's literally been brought to my attention because all like four fifths of this heaping piece of shit were nonstop played on my fucking radio fucking in my area for all the little goddamn crybaby bubblegum goth kids to fucking make me wish my lawn was emo so that it would fucking cut itself. And then furthermore, I will have, you know, fucking I throughout listening to this fucking album really contemplated trying to kickstart a 12 gauge fucking at least at least a baker's dozen times dude fucking if you feel so empty so mixed up so alone chick clock do you feel like I feel I won't in a second give me a minute guy hold on fucking Let's start a riot. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, dude, this bullshit fucking album can only fly when the fuck it came out. Because if this thing would have came out when I was fucking coming up and all of us fucking youngsters were coming up, we would have literally started a riot for two reasons. One, because this album sucked so dangerously bad that it was detrimental to the IQ of the entire generation listening to it. And also because we would have been so fucking filled with furious angst because of said album, we would have been forced to literally burn everything to the ground. That is not true exactly. Cause if it came out in the same era as Lincoln park, as Papa Roach, as all these other yeah. bands that yep. were similar, like and, it would have blown and- up. And and they also and they all and all of those things to us who were non bubble gummers are like ew. So in turn, fucking equally the standing. If you would have released all of those same listed shit back in the days where I was coming up from fucking where I was at, it would have been equally the same. 
Oh, uh, we're t- Jamie, we're talking about Three Days Grace. It's it, it might be something that you like, but Jamie definitely knows my fucking disdain for Three Days Grace. I fucking hate that band. It's just there's 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 never been it, it, like whether it's the nasally tone to the singer's voice or the fucking woe is me fucking kind of nonsense that fucking literally can you ever grow out of your angsty period for the love of fuck seriously it's almost like cottonmouth kings that's the kind of level of disdain i got on there it's a fucking group of guys talking about suburban life when they're literally members of the fucking homeowners association fucking this guy is talking about teenage angsty bullshit when he's fucking like what pushing 40 for fuck's sake dude how fucking angsty could your teenage years really be since you're 20 years fucking removed from them Please, for the love of God and all that is musically holy, lock yourself up in Ruby fucking Ridge and come up with something better. Like, this is almost as bad as me bringing that fucking Offspring album, for fuck's sake. Well, I'm redeeming that in a couple episodes, but... uh, (laughs) And Jamie says, good thing Adam is in the band anymore. See? But and actually, I've heard Three Days Grace got a little darker. I've heard their newer stuff's a little darker. But oh boy, so you mean they left the night night on because they're scared? <laughs> uh, see, Chancy, in college, this album hit right. I'm not gonna lie, it definitely didn't hit the same way today, like yesterday and today that I did. Uh, fucking what? Ten ten years? No, fucking like fifteen years ago now. Like it didn't hit the same way it did back then. No fucking way, hell. But literally, I fucking was trying to, I was madly in love with this fucking girl who used to fucking take my, like, at least let her borrow my car all the time because she said she was just running errands and shit in town. Later, came, later found out she was going to New York City with my car two hours away and just to get late. So, yeah, this CD hit home. This CD hit the fuck home. Put on a Moulin Rouge DVD, put the CD on at the same time, and let's just fucking sit there and drink ourselves to death slowly. But good times, good times. But yeah, I had two honorable mentions for this CD, and this will be the last CD I have honorable mentions for. Can't see. But the first honorable mention was "It's All Over" because more TNJ Inks. That's a fucking TNJ Inks song right there. Number six was "Riot," which I can't believe they actually went that low. I actually I love that fucking song, but. And actually, I, th- I think that was in one of the WWE two, uh, SmackDown vs. Raws back in the day. I think that's where it's from. That's where I first heard it. But number five was On My Own, because that song really fucking resonates with the show I was going through back then. Number four was Get Out Alive, because part of me didn't think I was going to have Get Out of College Alive, but Dan Yeager might try to hold of me. But number three was Animal I Have Become. Because that's all that song I will say to this day is still badass. I can relate that song to this day still. And I, his voice actually doesn't bother me that bad. Not as bad as fucking Pank of the Disco's wannabe singer. But and I mean, and nowhere near as fucking bad as um what's his name? Uh, Sunhouse? Yeah. But you just number- have no you have no taste and the blues is like you wouldn't even have this CD you would have brought to this piece of shit CD that you brought today if it wasn't for the likes of Sunhouse. 
So you should literally be on your fucking knees in praise of these great musicians that have come before you to allow you to listen to the filth that you bring forth to my poor, delicate earballs. Well, Jamie says, when I see punks start to act like they want to mosh to riot, I get that happy feeling in me, and I ask Matt for the visual, okay, go for it, jump up and show them how it's done. But usually I get told, stop it, you can't be angry kids, sit down. Okay. <laughs> I mean, she's uh, not wrong. She's not wrong. I mean, the last time I got in the mosh pit at fucking uh, Green Jelly Green Jelly performing, it was like the next day I could barely walk. So, but number two was over and over because I have been through that situation so many times in my life. Like, I know what's best for me, but I want you inst- instead. Like, that shit hits home would be so fucking hard. And it's just, oh, that, that fucking line like kills me still to this day because it's just past mistakes popping up. And Jamie says, yes, green jelly. And yes, green jelly sucks. Green jelly sucks. As he, as the lead singer strips down his boxers during three little things, which is ironic in so many levels. But, and of course, my number one song is Let It Die. Like I wanted to let that panic at the discourse let CD really die. But, but I mean, yeah, that that line in that fucking song, I just don't care about you anymore. Like, uh, like all these songs he wrote about relationships that are fucking toxic and unhealthy and just getting out of them, trying to get out of them and eventually getting out of them is just soothing. It's soothing to a certain level. It, you got to have the pass for it, but if you have the pass for it, it's fucking soothing as shit. It's like a bubblegum Hallmark movie. I might watch that, dude. I might watch that. Oh, no, no. I misspoke. I misspoke. It's a bubblegum lifetime film. That's what I was that's what I was meaning. I like those too. Hey, if they if they fuck if they fucking bubblegum here. If they fucking without a die, I'd be happy. Have you ever seen Bastard out of Carolina? I I highly recommend you look that one up and watch it because it's uh it's one of them there. It's kind of like a Lifetime style movie that I think Showtime made. And it's fucking like, whoa, man, this is crazy. If it's Showtime, I feel like Showtime definitely hits with like different TV shows with different movies that they make. Um, I, this was like back in the 90s. So this is when they were really going at it, like hard in the paint. Hi, Casey. What up, Casey B? But... All right, Bubbles, what were your top five for uh, good old Three Days Grace? And I don't know why I want to keep saying Papa Roach. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Uh, well, I think you want to see Papa Roach because, again, it's still like that same like time period. Oh, I brought Papa Roach to the show once before, and Chancey had a fucking field day and almost had to have a hemorrhoid removed. <laughs> but uh, my my number five was Riot. My number four is I Hate Everything About You. That's not on the CD. Are you sure? Like, I feel that, like that, when I was, that, is it no, really I, not on this CD? I Hate Everything About You is the one wait, good song. Wait, that wait, wait. Was on, the, was on their first CD. What's up, Casey? Hey, do you have Spotify Premium? 
I don't think I have Spotify premium. And that's why, because whenever, whenever you listen to something on Spotify premium, it doesn't give you the whole list or the whole album. It'll shuffle in other shit with it. That's why I use fuck. That's why I use YouTube music because fucking when you look up an album, you actually get to listen to an album. You don't have to fucking yeah, I mean, skip. If you pay for Spotify, it works too, but yeah, who's and, fucking paying for I'm not gonna do both. More things. I pay for Spotify. I know you pay for Spotify. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Well, now I feel like my list is not accurate, and I don't like that. Well, I'm pretty sure it will you're not, be I mean you're I'm not pre- missing pretty, much anyway. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure it will be because out of their top five songs, four of them are from this album, so Okay, so I had Pain as my number three. Yep, that's on the set. Oh, I didn't put Pain on my list? What the fuck? Oh, that's surprising. Actually, I think it's because that song's, I don't know. That song's a little too whiny for me. Um, My number... That's cut yourself music. Well, so, and then I think where I realized that it was like shuffling different uh, albums into the songs that I was listening to was with Pain, and then there was also Painkiller, which I was like... Uh, I don't feel like these are both going to be on the same album. And then I look at the screen. I'm like, oh, that's not the same album cover either. So I think that's when I realized and I was like, oh, now I'm going to have to like go through. And I swear, I swear that other one was totally on there. But uh, my number two, you had mentioned, so I know for sure was on there. And that was the uh, animal that I've become. And my number one was never too late. Uh, that's on, okay. That's on the CD too. So okay, just never, never, um, never too late's a good song, but I feel like that goes against a lot of the other songs they have in this album, and it's kind of contradicting what they're saying. So I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and as far as that animal, you'll become. I have to tame that animal soon. I'm saying, but and <laughs> Casey, yeah, Casey, I guess how do you too? Man, but and. Casey says the sender has spoken. She is not happy and Spotify should be scurred. Facts. She's going to write a strongly worded letter. I will. She's going to start a riot, goddammit. A fact-finding fact mission, even. Right? I will do eventually. It, may, it might not be right away, but I will do the research on who to reach out to about this, and I will send that strongly worded letter. With the Spotify hearings, professionals <laughs> for sure. The Spotify hearings, Nancy. What were your top five most hated? So, like, the one I hated the least was Gone Forever, which was how I felt when I realized that I didn't have to listen to this album anymore. It's like, oh, thank god, it's gone forever. Uh. Number four was Riot because I fucking literally wanted to start a fucking riot having to listen to this heaping piece of shit. Uh, Number three was uh, Never Too Late, which I kind of really noticed a contradiction in fucking lyrics during this song. Because, I mean, the chorus itself talks about She's right. I, I have a tendency to do that. Spit takes are common. Yeah, Chanty makes you want to spit, not swallow. But uh, 
I noticed that in, you know, Never Too Late, there, there was a serious contradiction in lyricism here. Because, you know, in the chorus itself, it talks about, you know, unaliving yourself and then following it up at the end of the same chorus with, it's never too late. But, I mean, that's kind of not true. There comes a point in the conversation when it literally becomes too late. Just a little unless, too late. Unless, unless you're the reanimator, fancy. Facts. And then I noticed it because I, I went with number three on that one because I also noticed uh, in Animal I Have Become the same contradiction in lyricism because he's talking about how, you know, uh, somebody, you know, uh, what is it? Like, you, I cannot change this animal that I have become. Somebody help me tame this animal. So, like, are, you, are is it, like, tame it? Is it going to be tamed down? But it can't be tamed down. But I thought, it, but I need, I need an outward, I need a help, help, not just anybody. You got a fucking dart in your neck. Fucking, but like. if you're saying he can't change it, that doesn't mean that he can't have assistance in changing it. So it's not him changing it. It would be another person changing it. Or taming it. I know, it but that would be. But that would, but that would be disingenuous, because you have to change for yourself. Otherwise, you're not really changing. I mean, like that. You're not wrong on that. But I feel like a lot of people don't see that. I feel like a lot of people feel like they have to change their whoever they're with, or they have to, or they're gonna change but for that's their them. Or whatever. But but that's them. But that's them making the change. Yeah. The outside force is not forcing the change upon them. They are choosing to make those take those take those actions. However, that's neither here nor there. The album sucks. All four of these songs have sucked so far, which brings me to the most hated song on this entire album, which is Pain, because it's just literally a giant fucking nasally crybaby bitch fucking sissy girl fucking well i shouldn't say sissy girl just crybaby fucking fucking weeping my eyes out until i'm weeping and pissing the bed at the same time it's like okay like i want to write a song about crying without actually crying on the fucking on the track how am i going to pull that off oh wait Let's call the guy from Three Days Grace because he'll tell me how to do it exactly. But you like, you know, me. you you can't fucking tell me you didn't love the guitar in Pain, though. I didn't really enjoy it that much, no, because there's a lot better. Like, it literally it took away so much that I couldn't even find enjoyment in the six in the six string bliss. Like, it just fucking it it literally. I mean, honestly. If I if I could get away with it, I would have probably went with the drawer method. What's the drawer method? I'd rather slam my dick in a drawer than listen to this album again. Ow. And Chance, that's why uh, Casey has a show idea. M three with Amanda and Casey. <laughs> okay. Cool beans. Yeah. We we can do a four way. I'm down. I feel bad for Amanda in that situation, but we can do it. But all right, 
Well, that brings us, unfortunately, to the last album of the night. Why the fuck did you want to bring this thing, Kenzie? Well, um, this is actually one of my favorite bands. Uh, In a sense, it was actually turned on to me by someone extremely close to me. And this is their debut album that came out on my 11th birthday. And it was right at the moment where I... Uh, I didn't even I didn't even hear this album when it first came out. So like when I was turned on to the band, I went back and listened to it, knowing when it came out, knowing what was going through my life at the time. There was so many things that resonated so much, so much. Uh, innuendo as far as like pain and just all these things that just the the play on words and the way that they were able to do it with just a two piece band. I mean, it's Casey, just two guys. Hold on. Casey has a legitimate question here about what you're just saying. Uh, well, actually someone close to me turned me on to the band Uh, I think Casey's just trying to yank your chain a little here, Giggity. No, it's cool. I, I get it. I hear you say turned on again. Yeah, Although, maybe. What I really want is I want to hear you say ew again like you did. Ew. Like, ew. 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 Just ew. It reminds but, me of Chris Creek where she's like, ew, David. Ew. But like, uh, the name of the uh, of, of the album, obviously, it's its debut album. It's, it's the t- titular album. Uh, it's the name of the band is Placebo, and the name of the album is Placebo, obviously. And uh, like like I said, there's just they're going back in. Uh, oh, I know, I know. Casey's being smart ass, dude. It's all good, Brosif. Um, it like I said, when I first got turned on to the band, so far after the fact, I went back and listened to it. And when I was 11, there was so much shit that was going on in my life that literally just matched up perfectly to it, like the amount of like, you know, you'll never win. Uh, Like, you know, essentially, you know, life is nothing but pain. So you may as well get used to it. Just such a dark and gloomy outlook on life while also being played in some of the most beautiful upbeat notes with really interesting, like not punk rock, too slow to be punk rock, but too, too clean to be metal. It's like almost the perfect description of alternative rock, so to speak. But uh, yeah, sorry, I'm, I'll stop rambling. But yeah, that that 
that's why I brought this on because it was, it was, it was, uh, it's got a lot of meaning to me. Well, Bubbles, why don't you talk to me about the CD and I'll just hold my uh, explosion here for a minute. That's okay. Actually, this was the first time I've heard of this band or listened to the songs on there. So I actually, um, I'm glad that, like, I did this um, just because I do. I love, like, learning about new artists or, or, I mean, like, obviously they're not new, but, like, new to me kind of artists that I've never heard of. Um, Now, when I was going through the songs, I don't know if I would have picked this album because, again, my Spotify did that thing where it just, like, brings in other albums. And I feel like more of the songs that I was like getting into into was on the ghost. meds. I don't know. It was like, I don't, there was something about a ghost <laughs> or I'd have to look it up. I, it, I don't know, <laughs> but um, it's cool. I was going to say, I would actually recommend meds as far as one of their albums. That's a good album. Yeah, yeah. No, so I'm definitely, I'm going to actually have to, like, if I'm not doing, like, specific research, I'm going to have to, like, listen to the actual, like, playlist that they have there for them. Because uh, I did actually enjoy some of these and, like, listening through them and things like that. And um, and you said that this was their first album, right? Yep. Okay. Because that's kind of, like, the feeling that I got listening to it. Is it definitely, like, it was, it had all of the things that were there but it also felt like a first time album as well. So yep. I, I enjoyed it personally. Oh no, the bleeding asshole is back again. But, ah, uh, I mean, what can I say? What can I say? I have never heard of placebo either, at least to my knowledge, unless I've heard one of the songs. And didn't realize we, it. I, I brought, I brought meds to the show. You did? Yeah. Okay, then I have heard them before, apparently, and I have listened to other albums before, and I don't remember what I thought of that album, even. But that must be how forgettable it was, because just like this album, like, why the fuck they call it placebo? I need some meds to listen to this fucking album. Like, Jesus Christ. It's just... I turned this on, and I'm like, why does it sound like two dudes playing ukuleles in their fucking bedroom? Like, Because it, it is literally two dudes, a guy on a guitar and a guy on bass. And it's just like, oh my God, why am I listening to this? And then, you know, halfway through the album, I'm like, why am I still listening to this? Jesus Christ. Because you signed up. You signed because you signed up for this chicken shit outfit. And then I freak I created this chicken shit outfit, thank you. But and then I freaking We We I, I was it was my brainchild and I came and said, Yo, Chanson, let's go start some shit up. And you were like, Yes, yeah, let's do this shit. Let's go. But I mean, I will say about three quarters through the album, all of a sudden they start acting like they're heavy metal stars, and I'm just like, "What the fuck?" I'm like, "They can actually do hard." I thought they were just soft fancy boys, but I'm like, "Oh shit, they can actually get hard." But so I mean, I am torn between this album, and I kind of want to go back and listen to our episode where we, listen, where we did meds because I don't remember that shit at all. So. It it could be one of those ones that didn't get recorded. There is a chance of that, but oh, I'm almost certain. Maybe. I, 
I still have I to make almost... the master. I still got to make the master list of all the albums we've done. It's a fucking project that I haven't started yet. I don't. I'm putting off because it's gonna be a lot of work. But uh, I'm going. I, I gotta, I'm going through my list right now to see if I can find it. Yeah, I gotta make the master list. <laughs> I got because soon enough we're gonna have to start sending that list to people and being like, yeah, these are all the albums we've done. Pick one that's not on this list. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, out of three albums, this was definitely okay. Actually, I'm not gonna lie, out of three albums, my album was the only one that I actually could stand. So, um, yeah, <laughs> but I'll put I'll put Panic in the Disco right the fucking same line as this album that we see did. Because fuck, give me some placebo something so I can think I'm getting a good feeling on this fucking album. But. What were your top five for this so-called album, Chancy? Uh, actually, I had a uh, uh, a uh, honorable mention. Oh, uh, the on the honorable mention was uh, thirty-six degrees. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five was Nancy Boy. Number four was Swallow. I'm sure it was. You would put Swallow uh, on Nancy Boy. Actually, I fucked that up. I didn't have a. I didn't have a uh, honorable mention. So five was thirty six degrees. Four was Nancy Boy. Uh, three was Swallow. Uh, two was Come Home, and number one was Bruce Pristine. So it was Come Home, Swallow, Nancy Boy. Uh yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then and then and then get beat. Well, after Nancy Boy Swallow, that's what you gotta do. But uh, Bubbles, what were your top five for Chancey's album if they're all in the same album? By <laughs> chance. Um. So I'm not quite sure. So I think I'm gonna just have this one as an honorable mention. Um, because I'm not sure if it exactly counts as. A song, um, but it's the HK Hidden Track. Yeah, that, that, that's um, something. That's something. When I, I don't know, like, because when I look at it, it says it's like part of Swallow, which is also like my number five. So oh, Swallow oh, was my number five. I think that's why I had it set up like I did, because I think that one of mine was that secret track as well. So yeah, you're good. Yeah. Okay. And then, so Swallow's my number five. Nancy Boy was my number four. My number three is uh, Teenage Angst. Number two is 36 Degrees. And number one was also Bruce Pristine. She liked it so much, you played it twice. It's good. It's a good song. Well, I am happy to say that at least one of my top five nobody else had. But number five was 36 Degrees. Because I believe most of these are the part of the album where they actually got a little heavy. I mean, a hidden track, they can keep that shit fucking hidden. That was horrible. But number four was Teenage Angst, just because that song was decent. Number three was Bruce Pristine, because that song actually wasn't horrible. Number two was I Know, which nobody has mentioned. It was actually a really good fucking song. Yeah, it was. Then, it was a good one. And then number one was Nancy Boy, because that was definitely the best song on the album. 
And I kept thinking of like, I'm like, I'm listening to it. I'm giggling myself in the car. Like, chances are Andrew Boy. But uh, and I started writing my intro for the episode right there and then. But uh, but I mean, yeah, placebo. I'll, I'll take the real thing next time, not the placebo. I actually may not have brought this to the show. I don't think you did because I would have never. Which means. I remember the ones I hate more than the ones I like. So, which means the that means uh, I'm going to be bringing it sometime soon. Oh, God, same thing. Awesome. Same thing with same thing with death and no, MC I'm Paul Barman. I'm down for death. Death is I'm, I could I could do death. Death. I'm like Thanos, man. I'll fuck. I'll fuck death. Like, but well, musers, we have brought you the albums three. One good one and two, God help us ones, but still, we brought you these albums three, as promised. And guess what? Your musers are going to be back on Saturday for a special weekend show with returning guest Fry McDunston, all the way from Germany, as he gets ready to release a new EP, which may be on the show. You'll have to come in Saturday and figure that shit out. But... Miss Bubbles, Center of Bastardism, where can they find you in this podcast world? <laughs> uh, well, you can find me on Bracket Bastards. Um, you can also find me on both TikTok and Snapchat at Jesse Marie. The TikTok is very inviting, but... I finally Snapchat- re-added it onto my phone, by the way. I finally... Uh- I finally got all your messages. Oh, yeah, because I couldn't find your fucking Facebook for a minute. Yeah. But that's right. But that's right, folks. Come on, summertime. I want to see that TikTok in summertime. But <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Are you here? But Kinsey, where can they find you besides taking the placebo in, in a dark room with no light? Uh, Well, the world's worst scavenger hunt continues. This is my real name. It is you found on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and and on uh, TikTok. It is the Red Eye Roundtable, and on X, it is Red Eye Table. And then, obviously, of course, I could be found here in the deepest circle of hell, where even the devil himself won't dare tread. Oh, the devil don't come around me. I'm a fornicator. But you can find both of us, of course, on Facebook as Uncensored, Untamed, and certainly on Unapologetic UQ Podcast Collective Facebook group. You can find us on XXBaby and the Gram as that Juggalo Bastard. You can find us on the old Tiki Taki as that Juggalo Bastard Podcast. And you can find us on YouTube as Maniacal Music Musings for old episodes, or you can find us streaming live on Blind Knowledge Network. Because all knowledge was blind until I had to hear these two fucking albums for this episode, and then I made it blind again. Fuck this shit. <laughs> and of course, you can find us streaming now on Facebook on Parapost Network, a great home for all podcasts. Paranormal or not. We will be back Saturday twice, once. One for a regular episode, as mentioned, and again for a Rolling Stone bracket part three. Come see Chancey lose his shit some more, and we'll find out why hashtag Casey 
motherfucking box is at. But until then, your abusers are out. And remember, Panga Disco is fucking horrible. I disagree. The darkest side